Welcome to the KDFL Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Brett Steele, and I'm here, as always, with Jonathan Detroit Haynes. What's going on, man? Nothing. What's up, fellas? What's up? What's up? And uh, here with us as well, and giving us the rundown, Mr. Phil Ruck C. What do we have going on today? Hey, thanks, Brett. Um, as always, we're going to go over the previous week's results and reactions, and that's going to be week seven this time. Um, then we're going to do something called a, our all-time fantasy football Mount Rushmore draft. Um, we're each going to do a four-round draft. We're going to draft a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and then a tight end. Um, and then we're going to kind of go over what we think about that. And then we are going to give our week eight predictions. Uh, now back to you, Brett, for our week seven results. We start in Roxalana, where the Renegades welcome the Putnam Mountain Mamas. Stafford leads all scores with 32. Hopkins showing more and more life with 26 for Putnam. Golf becomes the latest QB to have his best game of the season versus Atlanta with 27. The Renegades win 202-192. to The Commission's Gunslingers visit the Dogtown Dobermans next. Zeke tops the Gunslingers with 27. In an unprecedented feat, the Dogtown Dobermans have all three wide receivers combined for just two points. And even with the costly injury to Mahomes and Jimmy G playing in the monsoon, it doesn't matter. Gunslingers win easy 219 to 155. The Nitro, we go next, where our podcast host Phil hosts the Canal County Kings. It's the return of Didi with 19 points. Matt Ryan disappoints with 3.1 points, 19 points below his season average. And is this the real Cousins with 33 points? Kings win 229 to 198. The Marmette Midnight Riders visit the Elkview River Rats seeking their first win. QBs are the stories in Elkview with Jackson and Rogers combining for 72. Sam Darnold somehow in the October spirit is seeing ghosts and scores minus 10, a possible new fantasy low. And does Corey Davis have life with Tanning Hill under center? Davis pours in 20 as the River Rats cruise 274 to 180. Over to Poca next, where the Cross Vegas gamblers take on the Poca pharmacist. Cook dominates again with 28. Waller shows out with 32. Wentz and oh, Danny Dimes struggles don't matter. The gamblers win 256 to 241. Now, to our game of the week, where the Charleston Methadones visit the Montrose Mega Powers. Chandler Jones leads all scores with 30 points. The Arizona Cardinals are liars. David Johnson, 0.2 points on one carry. And it's consistent performances across the board that gets it done for through Char- for Charleston. The Methadones win 222-167. And that, ladies and gentlemen, are your Week 7 results. All right, guys. So with our predictions, we only had one different pick, um, and that was me. 
kicking that bad habit, getting off that mountain mama drug, taking the renegades. So I went four and two. We were wrong on <laughs> Mega Powers, my bad, and wrong on uh, we all picked Phil's Neanderthal. So the podcasters really uh, kind of dropped the ball, except for one this week. Um, all time Detroit 29-13. I am also 29-13. Phil 23-19. and 19. There we go. What do we think, fellas? Well, you know, guys, I always like to start off about, you know, the highest score every week. And, uh, well, as usual, that's me. So Yay! That's going to get a little old. So I would like to congratulate the top defense of the week, and that was Nick, who scored 114 points on his defense. And, uh, Brett, you were second to last on that. He only scored 68 points. Your but I was first in one thing, and that is the latest victim of the KDFL. That's true. Out uh, I go. In your game, uh, <laughs> Madhead Chandler Jones went off for 30 points. He scored more points than anybody on your Feels like somebody said that just five seconds ago in the rundown. I know. I know Amazing. that. I just, I, I would like to point Amazing it out. Amazing how the memory fades so easily. <laughs> I just want to make yeah, sure that the listeners. Your own? I'm just yeah. trying to make sure the listeners understand how bad your team yeah. is. And the Arizona Cardinals are a bunch of liars. And you know who my backup was for David Johnson? Marvin uh, Jones, who scores four touchdowns. Or yeah, Xavier Rhodes. What? What? That's, what? That's just too bad, man. <laughs> what? Uh, I did the math. Though. I mean, unless I would have also had to start uh, uh, old old Trail Suggs, um, and Matt would have had to you know start his. I think I would have won by maybe one. But that's not fair to let one guy start there perfect and not give right. him the same option. So uh, I don't really think I stood a chance this week. The team just flat out did not uh, come to play. No, not at all. I did notice uh, in the Glasgow and the Dogtown matchup. Um, even though the Glasgow Gunslingers won, every one of his offensive players underperformed, according to the projections, besides Zeke. But Yeah. Oh, Mahomes goes out. I mean. Yeah, he loses Mahomes. But Mr. Reed, only he had seven players yeah. on his team that scored five points or under. Luckily, so, he had the Dobermans this week. Yeah. yeah Dur- Dobermans had the low score of the week, but they were obviously already eliminated in the eliminator, but. Yeah, he's in full re- rebuild mode. And I is. like what he's done. I like a lot of the moves he's made. So, yeah. For the second straight week, we had five teams under the Philadelphia line. Um, but I think, just to give uh, Detroit credit, I do think the River Rats are starting to show just how real they are. That's back-to-back weeks, like you were saying, it was the number one score and three out of the last four. And you're averaging Ooh. 268 points in that span. Nice. Oh, thank you, Phil. I, you know, it's oh, all about facts. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can't, um, you can't argue with it. I mean, he's he's dominating these last few weeks. Yeah, last few weeks. Well, yeah. This week's going to be interesting, though. This week is interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, we'll get to that later, I guess. But yeah. uh, the the big, I mean, my game hinged a lot on Falcons Rams and the Falcons side of the ball. I mean, it just didn't happen. So. I'll be uh, honest, Brett. I was looking at your team. I'm really. Not liking your team, even towards the future, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad be, that needed to be prefaced with that. I'm, I'm just being honest. I, I do like I really need, I get it. We got some question marks. Your there's alarm bells strong. going off. Your quarterbacks are very strong. Yeah, there's alarm yeah. bells going off in Montrose right now. All right? Yeah. It's you fine. Might need to, 
You might need to start thinking about the future, buddy. Oh yeah, I mean, you're still God. in the playoffs. This guy. But. This is ridiculous. The man, the man is the Cleveland Browns for the last five years in the league. <laughs> gets a little success. Well, he's I mean, Mel Kuyper. He's turned it around, though. I mean, he really has. Oh, Phil, do you want your own segment for this? <laughs> this is not. I mean, what? come on. Oh, I, I was the laughing. St- well, no, I wasn't actually the laughing. You are st- still the laughing stock. I laugh no, every no, day I'm... at your ridiculousness. We know who the other team that was really the laughing stock this league the last five years or so. Well, but I tell you what. Did you plug what? it up to The busting. Let, let Phil speak, Brett. What did he say? Well, I said, you shut up for a second and let him oh, talk. Jesus, Louise. I said, did you just plug an MTV show? He said ridiculousness. What are you doing? That's not that's not us. Yeah. Did I say ridiculousness? Yeah. yeah Detroit's got me blacking out over here. I don't freaking know what I'm <laughs> saying. Anyways, I just want to talk about Chase Edmonds. I mean, I'm really upset about the Cardinals. Um, like Brett was saying earlier, that they're liars. Um, he was on my bench and scored like 33 points. But although... I think it would have been a bad thing because I would have won against him and I may not have started selling like I did. And I think it was probably a better idea for me to try to rebuild at this point. I'm That's... so confused by our trade deal. I don't know who has what. You and Dustin have traded the same picks back and forth four times, it feels like now. <laughs> Only a couple of the picks have been traded multiple times. I actually like a lot of the trades that Phil made this week. Now, my favorite thing is That's when people point, ask you, yeah. <laughs> oh my one. gosh, don't even get me. This this hypnosis that the commission has on some of you, this is insane. I'm battling. Yeah, I, a, I definitely was not a fan of that trade at all. Um, hey, Philip Rivers is really old, and so is AJ Green. He's hurt all the time. I get it, that, but what did you get in return? I really like Bryce Love. I mean, I think he's going to be good. Bryce Love is never going to play down on the NFL, most likely. Don't you have Hollywood Brown <laughs> as well? Or did no? You shipped him off. I forgot. You traded him to Dustin. You got him so you could get 3.1 Matt Ryan. I do like the receiver that you got. <laughs> Matt Sorry, Ryan has been good this year. Yeah. And he's your quarterback. He is. That's my quarterback. That's my teammate. Oh, boy. Uh, um, no, piece of fantasy, uh, just, uh, just uh, I don't know what you call it, Etika or whatever. If you ask somebody what they think of a trade, be ready for their response. Because what happens <laughs> all the time is people say, what do you think of this trade? I'm like, that, that sucked for you know, one of the two. And they're like, well, then they go to defense mode. Well, well, I think it was good. Well, no, I hope you think it was good, or else why'd you do it? But, <laughs> but don't be prepared for some. Yeah, uh, I like that Brett's opinion. I mean, that's all yeah. it is. And I like how Brett tries to imply the commission has some kind of. I don't know voodoo. what the commission has. <laughs> this little voodoo tricks that he does. What are you trying to apply? You're trying to apply like he commissions like, hey, uh, I'll waive your entry fee if you make this trade with me. Is that what you're trying to apply? I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like the, I feel like John Snow. What does it feel? If I need to get him to waive my fee, I'm gonna have to make several more trades with him. I think. <laughs> I feel like I feel like John Snow at that scene, Battle of the Bastards, and, and all, everybody's coming at me, and it's just me versus all the commission as minions trying uh, to battle through. Right. But, but I will persevere. Don't worry. He just plugged another show. What are you doing? Dude, what is this we gotta get some partnerships. This thing is. <laughs> we gotta make some money off this thing. Oh. Uh, anything else? Falcons suck. Trading Sanu. Yeah. Anything else? Lions are terrible. In trouble. Packers are whatever. 
Any, any yeah. other reactions? Yeah. No. No. Only thing I had was to talk about Detroit's team, I think. Do you want Thank anything you. else? Did you prepare a haiku or a soliloquy? Soliloquy? Maybe a poem, maybe a sonnet that you could oh. Hey, I, I, I do want I do want to give Eric credit for starting old Tavon Austin. Got him a big touchdown this week. He did, he did. The Renegades gave me my only uh, leg up on our predictions. Tavon Austin, that right off the bat, first in. drive, right? Yep. So old Tavon, little WVU, former Rams number one. Oh boy. Um. Okay. Okay. So. We're going to break down this draft. Um, you, you guys ready for the next segment, right? Yeah, I'm ready. Yep, uh, ready. So, break down this draft. Uh, snake draft, all-time, um, all-time fancy, or all-time, what, GOAT players? Make a team. Yeah. We'll do a vote on who has the best team at the so end we, of it on this quarter Twitter. Go ahead, Detroit, sorry. So, are we just going to be, like, who we think is the best, or are we just going to choose, or just, like, who is the best all time? Yeah, just I mean, we'll see. We'll I see how it goes because you can't apply actual numbers to all of it because right. the different, different eras and whatnot. So okay. Oh, I think you can, but okay. I only went by, back like last. Well, it's not fair. You know what I mean? Like it's not the same. It wasn't the same game. Right. I mean, that's true. I mean, I think about. I mean, I know one. you can literally. I did it for one guy. I literally did what his points would be, um, if if he had that season. Yeah. But, yeah. All right, I'm ready. Who goes? Am I first? Is that where I saw the order? You're first, buddy. You're first. All right. Because you've been a thorn in my side all the last few freaking days. I got the first pick. I love running backs. Barry Sanders, give him to me. I'm sniping you right off the bat. Give me the greatest line of all time. Give me possibly the greatest running back of all time. Shifting, cutting, can't tackle the man. Barry Sanders with with the first pick. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, look at the I'm silence. Gonna to, I'm gonna have to veto that. Look pick. at the silence. That's not allowed. I didn't see that coming. Oh, I like. Oh, it. look, just start shifting through, sifting through the papers, Detroit. Try to find somebody. No, no, no. I actually got somebody ranked higher than Barry. Oh, blasphemy. Yes. I actually have two. Bad? I have two ranked higher than Barry. Phil's about to say he didn't have him at all. Go ahead, Phil. Same. Yeah, it's a bad I didn't have him on my list. <laughs> I, I only have three at each position. And I'm oh, kind of and you only have three running backs and you didn't have... Oh. Alright, mine might be surprised you guys a little. Oh. Alright, this is my pick, right? <laughs> I'm also going to... I'm also going to go running back. And I'm going to go with LaDainian Tomlinson. That was my first pick. Right. My my man for eight years averaged over fourteen hundred yards a season, fifty catches a season, five hundred yards. He'd average about eighteen touchdowns a year. So that's my boy, Ladainian Tomlinson. Oh my gosh, that was the Falcons. Uh, that's probably the best top five trade. One of the best top five trades because the Falcons trade up to get Vic and they got LT. Pretty neat trade. Yeah, did not know that. Thanks for that little... Yeah, a little tidbit. Yeah. A lot of Falcons historians out there, so i got to pull my weight. Good <laughs> All right, Philip. Okay, you guys got to stay with me on this one. Um, oh, my <laughs> Oh, here we go. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, from the Packers. No, no, no. 
Look, but it's star. this is a, like a short time period. It wasn't a very long career because of injuries. So I just based it on like a three-year span, basically. Okay. Um, but my first pick is Priest Holmes. I I did have him down on my list. In 2001, he led the league in yards with 1555, had eight touchdowns. Um, 2002, 2003, he had 16,000 or 1600 yards and 1400 yards respectively. And in both of those seasons, he had 21 touchdowns, which led the league, and 27 touchdowns in 2003, which led the league. And he also averaged 68 catches, 658 yards, and 1.6 touchdowns receiving over those three years. Nice. I'm uh, I'm a, I'm actually shocked one running back didn't go. I didn't was, see. I just knew I just wanted to snipe you with Barry Sanders, so I didn't even have a second nah, running back. No. Oh, it happened. Uh, oh, don't deny it. I wish we had a flex because I would definitely pick this guy up. Well, who is it? We already got our running backs, don't we? Marshall Falk. Oh, yeah. He had a five-year period yeah, where he averaged 20 TDs, hit average 83 receptions, 800 yards, and 1,200 yards rushing every year in a five-year yeah, period. Yeah, that team was – I mean, that, that was ridiculous, that whole – Yeah. But anyway, sorry, Phil. I didn't mean to – Oh, yeah, it fills up again, didn't it? Yeah. No, that's cool. Sorry. Okay, so now i got to pick somebody else, huh? Let's see. All right, I'm going to go with a guy – that is still playing, and that is going to be a QB, and I'm going to go with Drew Brees. Wow. This guy has led the league in yards seven times, led the league in touchdowns four times. He's the all-time leader in yards, second-highest single season in yards with 5,400. Sixth in touchdown, or he has the sixth-highest touchdowns in a season with 46 in 2011. Uh, he's third all-time in touchdowns with 522. And he has five of the top ten seasons in yards in history. Impressive. I like it. I do like I it. I will never say I like it. Saints no, you got to be objective. Come on, man. All right. My pick. <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and go quarterback, too. And I'm going to do this, and I'm not doing this for the commish, but I'm going to go Peyton Manning. What? Yep. I hate it. I hate to oh, say it, there. but the man a- averaged over 4,200 yards in his career, 32 touchdowns a year. I mean, if we're just we're talking just fantasy, we're not talking about clutch and being in the playoffs. But I mean, I don't honestly, I don't think there's a better fantasy quarterback than Peyton. Oh my gosh, guys! I had him second on my list. Oh man, look what y'all did! Y'all let me get two goats. Well, it's not, okay, that's gonna be debatable, but. Second, um, uh, I don't want to do this, but I will say it. Uh, <laughs> say it, bro. Say it. Say all right, it. I'm doing it. Homer pick, Randy Moss. Oh, okay. give me Randy. Give me the uh, whatever with the Brady years and the he, Brady at the 50 touchdowns. Moss going off, the most athletic player to. Ever the most athletic player in football ever to me, um, talent-wise, I have him above Jerry. That's gonna be like blasphemy. People's gonna kill me. I get it. Jerry had a more consistent, tried and true career, but freak Randy Moss. Nobody says you got riced out on the out on the uh, out on the same <laughs> lot football or on in, in the highlights. No one ever gets riced. So Randy Moss, let me have him. 
I'll go ahead and, and go to the up tabs three since you both already got quarterbacks. Give me Tony G, Falcons, Homer. Let me get Tony Gonzalez on the board as well. I'm running away with it. Troy, <laughs> go ahead. This is already over, but go ahead if you must. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Oh, man. I guess I'm going to go tight end also. You know what? No, I'm going to go wide receiver. You got, I mean, you're going to have the commission's dream team. I am. <laughs> I'm going Marvin Harris. No, no, you're not going to have Whoa. it. <laughs> Whoa. Yep. Marvin Harrison. I'm telling you. Look at the stats. <laughs> the stats are ridiculous. I looked at them. Eight years, he averaged, averaged 103 receptions. I mean, we're talking fantasy here. So it's a point per reception. And he averaged over 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns a year. I'm not. We're not talking about the greatest wide receivers. We're talking about fantasy wide receivers. You give me prime Moss over anybody. Over anybody. Who? Prime Randy Moss. That's what we're doing, right? There's these well, guys at their top. You, you already picked them. I know. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm, well, you weren't gonna pick him. He was number one on my list. Was he? Yes. Oh, I did not think Oh, Grumpy Grap would have Moss that high. Why wouldn't I? I don't know. You know who wasn't in my top three for wide receiver? Well, I'll wait till Phil picks. I ain't going to talk. Oh, go ahead, Phil. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, I think I know who or you were going to – or he wasn't – Calvin Johnson wasn't in your top, was he? Exactly. He wasn't. He was on okay. mine. I was going to snipe you twice. Well, <laughs> I, I have him at number three, so I'm going to go with my number two. Which I'm surprised nobody's picked. And I know we're trying to relate it to fantasy, but I mean, how can you how can you beat this guy even with fantasy? Jerry Rice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy was first in touchdowns, yards, and catches. Led the league in yards six times, 1,400 or more yards in each of those seasons. He led the league in touchdowns six times, 13 or more each season. Um, let's see, third most, uh, third best season in terms of yardage in 1995 with. 1,848, and the eighth best season in catches in 1995 with 122, um, and then I, and then second most in touchdowns in 1987 in only 12 games. It was a shortened season, um, so I got to go with Jerry Rice here. Well, I've, I'm still waiting for Phil to be like he got 15 yard passes at four o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what wide receiver got left off? Megatron's the only one that got left off mine. Uh, AB. No. Brown. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. no chance. That's still way too fresh. No chance. But he's up there in my yards, I think, already. Get him out of here. We're looking at stats. We're not talking about uh, the best ever. Uh, it's just, I think they kind of go hand in hand. It's, it's, too, it's too new. Too fresh. No. Um, okay. All right, Phil. You got a tight end spot. All right. I'm going to go Antonio Gates. Yeah. yeah. Gates Good was pick. my... So we, oh, no. Phil, Detroit still has a tight end spot. Yeah. Antonio Gates. Yeah, he's seventh all-time in touchdowns as, as a tight end with 116, 28th in yards with 11,841, and then 17th in catches is at 955, all as a freaking tight end. Chargers yeah, may have the most uh, disappointing didn't capitalize on their offensive talent. Oh, they've you been guys, achieved for years. Yeah. You guys took the number one and two tight ends on my list too, so good job, guys. Thanks. I feel like there's so, an obvious number three here, though. 
My number three is going to be Gronk. Yeah. That's a good one. He uh, redefined the tight end position today. You're seeing a lot of teams try to duplicate that. And, uh, yeah, he's just a beast. He had a very short career, though. Yeah. So. Uh, Touchdowns, though, even in a short career. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, so, okay. So I kept this off with a quarterback? Yeah. I had a homer pick here. I didn't no, do it. You can't pick Matt Ryan. No, not Matt Ryan. I had a homer oh, pick, though. Homer. Uh. Uh, 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 no. But then I got shown the light on Mr. Dan Marino. That is going to be yeah. my QB pick. 1984, 5,084 yards, 48 touchdowns. I added up his fantasy points. It'd be 361 fantasy points. That's ridiculous in 1984. He's one of the few... Uh, one of the few players that I think would he be obviously even better today if he was allowed to play with today's rules. Um, so, yeah. My gosh. Nice. Guys. I like this, it. this was pretty one-sided, I got to say. I know I say it every time, but yeah, oh my. I mean, honestly, my first thought is, yeah, you might have won this one. Ah, right, it's Phil. <laughs> Phil, what are you talking Phil. about? <laughs> I mean, I can't help it. I mean, look at his team. Phil. <laughs> uh. I'm going to get some votes because I have Jerry. So. Well, I thought, I thought Detroit was going to get Peyton and Jerry, and I mean, he's got the commission. Oh, yeah, that's his fingers, but I thought he was going to have there. So. Oh, so Commission's going to go with me, though, because I have Jerry Rice. So. Yeah, you got Jerry. Yeah. Oh, God. Let's uh, try to be, you know, not biased here, guys. Well, all right, let's run down. Uh, so, uh, my so team if is. I Wait, Go ahead. So if I took Marcus Allen and Jim Plunkett, I would have got Matt's vote. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Michael Vick was the one I was debating on. Yeah. Um, but but uh, I'm surprised no one took Rogers. I thought for sure Phil was going to. I'm Rogers. not touching him. I'm not touching Rogers. Nobody took Brady, by the way. Yeah, I know. Um, How does Brady not get taken? That's crazy. I don't know. I mean, depends on what system he's in, right, Detroit? <laughs> All, right. All right, and now everybody, it's time for our week eight predictions. <laughs> um, all right, so just run through the teams real quick. Uh, my team: running back Barry, wide receiver Randy Moss, quarterback Dan Marino, tight end Tony Gonzalez, Detroit running back Ladainian Tomlinson, wide receiver Marvin Harrison, quarterback Peyton Manning, tight end Gronk, Phil, running back Pey- uh, Priest Holmes. Wide receiver Jerry Rice, quarterback Drew Brees, tight end Antonio Gates. It's just like what we did with the movie uh, draft. There's going to be stuff left off. We obviously left off some huge names. There's freaking only 12 spots uh, for for the for the greatest. So let us know what you think. And with that, fellas, are we ready for uh, week eight predictions? Uh, yes, it. we are. All right. All right. So rolling right in. Week eight, we start out with Phil's Nitro Neanderthals at two and five, headed to Marmette to take on the O and seven Marmette Midnight Riders. Phil, are you going to be the one that falls victim to the Midnight Riders? No, there's no way I'm losing to an O and seven team. Come on, man. (laughs) Happy birthday, Mike. Yeah, happy birthday, Mike. (laughs) Happy birthday, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Oh, is that it? Not gonna come on anything that's all, else. Yeah, that's all. All right. Is is Matt Ryan playing this week? Probably not. 
Yeah, probably not. I'm, I'm 30-70. He's not going to play. Just because the, the bye is next week. You don't know who the backup is? No, I'm asking who Phil's backup Oh, is. sure. I was very... Phil, <laughs> <laughs> so, do you even have a backup quarterback? I don't, do I have a backup right now? I have Jacoby Brissett. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm going to go... Great radio right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> This is a tough pick, isn't it? He's good radio. I'm going with the upset, damn it. I'm going with the Marmette Midnight Riders. Family show, family show. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> I do like that uh, old boy for uh, Tampa Bay, Chris Godwin. That guy's been money this year. But uh, playing against Tennessee, Tennessee's not bad. It's their defense. So. Yeah. Um, to me, I was looking at this. Uh, I want I – somebody's going to be the guy. Mike's Mike's not going over in 13, I don't believe. So somebody's going to be the one. But um, his matchups this week are awful to me, or at least his, his front three. So Darnold to Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, Eckler to Chicago. I don't like that. Um, and uh, Jordan Howard uh, going against Buffalo. Uh, a lot depends on Matt Ryan's status. From what I've heard, it's basically what Mahomes did. <laughs> but the previous one, not the knee, obviously, but the high ankle sprain, right. where you can play on it if you need to. The problem is we are one in six, we being the Falcons, one in six, and the bye is week eight. Or week nine, sorry. Week nine bye. So I don't really know why they would play him. He has a long streak. He's like up there, I think, behind Rivers as far as longest streak. Um, so I, I would like to see that not snapped, but I don't know. I don't know why you throw him out there. Um, I don't know what's happening with Edmonds. So there's a ton of question marks on this game, but I am sticking with Phil and the Nitro Neanderthals. All right. Let's see if you guys have learned your lesson here. Next up, the 2-5 and five Dogtown Dobermans travel to Putnam to take on the 1-6 and six Putnam Mountain Mamas. Mr. Rexy, what's your breakdown here? Uh, well, on paper, this looks like a fairly even matchup. Um, the positional matchups are pretty even as well. Um, and then the Dobermans have Josh Allen going against the Eagles, who are 22nd against quarterbacks, and then James Conner against the Dolphins, who, you know, they suck against everybody. Then um, on the other side, you have uh, Kyler Murray. I think he's going to kind of bounce back against the Saints and have a pretty good game. Um, and then DeAndre Hopkins may finally be coming out, may coming around this season again. He's going to get the, the Raiders for 29th against receivers, so I think he might have a really good game. Um, and I think the addition of – Adams and Freeman are also going to help the Mountain Mama. So I did not learn my lesson. I'm going to go with the Mountain Mama in this one. Nice. I'm actually not ever going to pick the Mountain Mamas ever again. So (laughs) I'm taking the Dogtown Dobermans. Uh, Like Phil said, I like Allen going against the Eagles D. That pass defense is terrible. Connor's going against the Dolphins, who's the second worst rushing defense. Uh, I just like... All the Keith's defensive players are better than Buston's defensive players. Um, and I think the Murray going against the Saints D is a bad matchup. So I'm going to Dobermans. All right. It's Josh Allen season week two. Um, he, he scared me a little bit in the first half of uh, last week, but turned it on a little bit at the end. Uh, so like we've all said I like that matchup. I don't know if Damian Williams is still even on the Chiefs. Um, I, I feel like he may have been cut and nobody told him. Um, also, Trubisky, 
time for him to put up or shut up, so it'll be interested to see what happens there. Um, nope. Kicking that habit. Staying with the Dobermans. All right, all right. The Rocks, Atlanta Renegades, 2-5, and five, head to Cross Vegas to take on the Gamblers <coughs> at 4-3. and three. Give us your breakdown, Phil. Um, well, on paper, this one probably shouldn't be a good game. Uh, you have the Renegades. They do have some pretty good matchups this week, though. You have Stafford against the uh, Giants. And carry-on's out, isn't he now? Yeah, he's on the IR. On IR. He will not be yeah. back for fantasy purposes. I, I think maybe he can come back week 16 for the championship. Okay. Gotcha. And then you have, uh, let's see, you got Drake against Pittsburgh. That's a pretty good matchup. Um, Galladay against the Giants, of course. That's another good matchup. And then a couple other guys um, from the Lions. And then Goff uh, against the Bengals. That's a pretty good matchup. And then on the other side, though, you have the Gamblers, who have had some pretty bad luck this season. And they're fourth in points scored, and yet they're only four and three. Um, so I do think he's going to actually score his most points on the season this week. Um, so I'm going to go with the Gamblers to win this one. <laughs> I love that he just ran down why Roxalana Renegades are going to score all these points, but then takes the gamblers. It's <laughs> <laughs> the hill turn. <laughs> but I, I agree. I, I like the gamblers. Um, I love Thomas against the cards and uh, Cook against the uh, Redskins this week, so I'm taking the gamblers. Um, carry on on IR. That's, that's terrible. Um, I had a lot of hope for him this season. But this is a knock on him. This is why he didn't go earlier in the draft. He gets injured. Um, uh, Cook going to have a great matchup against Washington. Of course, we mentioned uh, uh, Thomas in the cards. Um, Renegades do have solid matchups at, at QB, and they will put up points. But it's not it's not going to be enough here. So I also have the Gamblers. So we have a, as I believe that's our first consensus pick. I think so. All right. Now, this is... If the uh, this is my favorite matchup of the week, I know we have the the game of the week, but aside from that, this is my favorite matchup. Four and three Poker Pharmacists travel to the Kanawha County Kings, also four and three. All right, Phil, let's, let's hear this one. All right, well, currently these teams are the last two wild card teams, so they're both in the playoffs, but just barely. Um, on the Pharmacists, you have Brady and Michelle versus the Browns, so that should be. A pretty good game for the Pats. Um, you got Stephon Diggs going against the Redskins, who are 25th against receivers. And I think Terry McLaurin, he had a tough matchup last week against the 49ers. I think he will bounce back uh, this week against the Vikings. And on the other side for the Kings, you have a pretty good matchup for Rudolph coming back to against, against Miami and the Dolphins. So um, it should be a pretty good start for him to come back. And then uh, Fitz and Westbrook um, have a good matchup as well. And Bell should have a pretty good day against the Jags, too, I think. They're 18th overall against running backs. Um, all that being said, I'm going to go with the Kanawha County Kings in this one. Yeah, man, this game is the toughest one, I think, on the on our list here. I just I think Cousins is going to continue his hot streak, even though I still think he's garbage. I keep saying that. Um, he's going to be motivated going against his old former team. I don't like his matchup with McCaffrey against the Niners, but I'm sure McCaffrey will store, still score some points. Um, I don't I'm, – I'm not a believer in Minshew. Like, he had that couple-week run there. But uh, with all that saying, I, I'm going to go with the Kings also. Um, so, I have written down, is, is Cousins for real? This is about the time, right? Everybody starts buying in. 
which I told, I, I tell everybody that he's going to have on this podcast. We talked about it. He's going to. There's no way he's going to have a worse year than he had last year. That line is better. Um, started out rough, but this is what he does. He'll have a few good games. The letdown game's coming. I don't think it's this week. So basically mirroring what you said there, Detroit. Um, but the question is, is Cousins for real? Brady does get a new weapon in Sanu. Uh, that playbook is, is kind of difficult to learn from what I understand, so it may take a, a little bit for him to get in there. Um, oh, you understand the playbook's hard to learn. Oh, okay. I understand that the Pats playbook can be more difficult to learn. It's a oh. tough system to get into. And and once you get into you? that system, you really can't <laughs> lose as long as you understand the system. You must have so, to have a quarterback to run it. Mason Rudolph gets Miami, which uh, should be a good bounce back for him. I got the Kings. Whatever. Um, <laughs> next game. Oh, my beloved Montrose Mega Powers travel into enemy territory. The commission's evil lair. The Glasgow Gunslingers. Mega Powers four and three. Gunslingers at six and one. Go ahead, Phil. All right. Well, the your mega powers have four guys going against top ten defenses, so that's going to be tough. Um, but you do have Deshaun Watson and Todd Gurley going against Oakland and Cincinnati, respectively. So they should have some pretty good games. And then I think Hooper's going to have another big day against the Seahawks. Um, but I think you're using Devin Singletary in your flex because you don't have another quarterback. Is that how I saw that? There's multiple options. We're reviewing our options right now. Okay. Well, currently you have Singletary, so I guess uh, <laughs> we'll go from there. Um, this is the other side, Okay, gotcha. Um, on the other side for the Gunslingers, I don't know about you guys, but this, aside from Barkley, this seems like the toughest set of matchups I've seen this season for any team. Um, he's got seven guys going against the top 15 defense or higher. Um, it looks like five <laughs> of them are in the top 10. So... With my upset pick of the week, I'm going with the Montrose Mega Powers to beat. Oh, come on. I'm freaking 0 and 2 when Phil picks the Mega Powers. I love in, it. In a, in a close game. I don't. I mean, I don't know if he's saying the the Gunslingers have bad matchups this week. I mean, I guess I can see Cup having a bad game against the Bengals, Barkley against the Lions. <laughs> I mean, are those the games we're talking about, Phil? Because they're going to go off in those games. Barkley's going to score 30 points. No, I said aside from Barkley. It's a bad matchup. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I disagree. Mega Powers, who knows what's going on with Gurley? Who knows what's going on with DJ? I definitely don't like DJ against the Saints. Uh, I do like Watson against the Raiders. And uh, I Cooks against Cincy, which is the worst D in football. And the Gunslingers don't have Zeke or Cooper, but it's going to be a close game. But the Mega Powers are not going to come out on top in this one. So do you strongly disagree with me this week? Yeah, I strongly disagree. Okay, I just want to know so I can write it down so I can make sure I get it right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I was really pumped for this week because Cowboys bye week plays a huge role in this game. I have Dak out. He has Amari and Zeke out. I don't think the Lions can stop Barkley. Um, that's going to be tough. Um, and I was saying that Sanu leaving opens up way more targets for Hooper and Ridley, but not if it's 48-year-old Matt Schaub throwing it to him. So um, very – I don't know what in the world's happening with David Johnson. I don't know. He never has a, 
he doesn't even have an injury designation right now. I, I, I don't get it. Um, and he was going uh, uh, was going to be down. I believe he could start uh, two QBs until someone got him Philip Rivers. So for, pe- for peanuts. For peanuts, as we like to say in this league. <laughs> So, so uh, I have written down the mega powers. I'm changing my prediction. Oh, uh, what a wuss. He's not even going to pick myself every week. I didn't want to last week, but our matchups were so juicy until the until the uh, Falcons laid an egg. So I am being objective. Going to give the Gunslingers the victory here. <clears throat> Game of the week. Not talking about it anymore. Game of the week. Uh, Elkview River at six and one, going at the Charleston Methodons at seven and zero. Oh. I don't know if we've ever had a combined record of thirteen and one uh, playing each other. That has to probably be a record, I would say. Um, so Phil, it's our game of the week. It's a pretty important one uh, as far as we're talking uh, seeding in the playoffs as well, because this is uh, uh, the leaders of the two divisions right now. So, all right, Phil, give us your analysis here. Yeah, I mean, this could be a preview of the, the championship game in our league. Um, I do think it's going to be the highest scoring game all season, even maybe including the playoffs. Um, and on the River Rats side for Detroit, aside from Chubb, I mean, it's some really good favorable matchups for the River Rats. Um, you do have Lamar on a bye, though, so that could be an issue. But you're starting John Brown in this spot, who should have a pretty good game against Philly, though, since they're 32nd against receivers. Um, and then on the other side, Favorable matchups are, uh, let's see, we've got a few there. We've got Fournette against the Jets, who are 26th, Lockett against the Falcons, who are 28th. Um, I do think Jameis is going to struggle against Tennessee, though, so I think that's going to cause some issues. Um, so I'm going to go with the Elkview River Rats to get the, get yes. the best of the first loss of the season. Did Woo! you just yes to Phil Kiss of Death? Yeah, I don't care. I don't have a kiss of death when Phil picks me. That's all right. I was wrong last week when I said the Methodons get the first loss, so I got to be right this week, hopefully. <laughs> well, um, I do like Wilson for the Methodones. He's going against that Triple A team they got out there in Atlanta, so he's going to put a, put up a lot of points. <laughs> I, I don't like Landry against the Patriots. That's a bad matchup. Ingram against the Lions. The Lions cannot cover tight ends. So I expect a big game out of him, too. I don't know what's going on with Kamara. Is he practicing? Is he going to play? Kamara's probably going to play. All right. Well, that's too bad. (laughs) Uh, That's a shame. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rodgers and Jones going against the Chiefs defense. That should be a lot of points. Once again, I got Carson going against that minor league team in Atlanta. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't like Chubb against the Patriots though that's a bad matchup uh, but and I'm not starting Flacco I'm not starting a second quarterback because Lamar's on a bye I don't know if I'm allowed to mention that because that says people say I'm making excuses I'm just pointing out a fact Yeah. with that being I, said I already I'm, mentioned it for you so what was that Phil? I already mentioned it for you Lamar's okay well thank you I, I appreciate it with that being said Matt, you're going down. I'm taking the river rat. <sighs> Reviewing this game, whoever wins this game is going to be even more intolerable than they already are. <laughs> Fake valor. Um, 
Russell and Lockett get <laughs> Russell and Lockett get Atlanta. Um, from what I hear, that's a pretty tasty matchup for quarterbacks. Uh, Rogers gets uh, Kansas City, and he is hot after coming off that game against Oakland. Um, to me, this is an absolute toss-up. So I'm going with the River Rats only having one QB, which means predict, predicting the Methadones to stay perfect, eight and O, and that is our week eight predictions. So, anything else for for week eight before we wrap up here? No, I we yeah. touched on. I think the pharmacist and the Kings is really going to be a really good yeah, game. Yeah, I think we only have we only have two consensus. So that's that's yeah, a you, big big variance from last week. Yeah. All but right. That's about it. Yeah, that's about it. So. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Detroit, any last words? And don't forget to give your uh, lock of the week. I think that uh, you are one and one on the season, if I'm right. Yes, I, I won with the Chiefs last week. Yes. So uh, what is so you do your little stupid shtick and give us your lock of the week. <laughs> well, I was going <laughs> to – I almost want to take the Giants plus seven against the Lions, but I just don't like betting against or for my team. So I'm going minus two and a half Buffalo at home against the Eagles. I expect Josh Allen to have a big game. So that's my lock of the week. And Brett, you suck. Mr. Rexy, who is two and oh on the year so far with his locks of the week. Uh, what's your game and how can the people get a hold of us? Uh, my lock's going to be the Colts minus six versus the Broncos. I think um, they're going to be able to outscore them pretty easily. So I don't even think it's going to be close. Uh, to be honest. Um, and as always, you guys can follow us on Twitter. You can follow the show at KDFL Podcast. You can follow me at Phil Ruxy. You can follow Brett at Brett Still 2. And you can follow Detroit at Detroit 8374. Also, be sure to leave us a voice message on Anchor. And now introducing our new telephone number, you can also now call or text the show at 901-609-KDFL. That's 901-609-5335. All right, all right, and I have started off this little segment very well going 0-2. Can't seem to get anything right, so with that being said, we're going to take the Niners hosting the Panthers. Uh, Niners giving five and a half. I I predict they're going to be able to uh, shut down McCaffrey somewhat, so we'll see what happens there. And for Jonathan, Detroit Haynes, and Phil Ruxy, I'm Brett Steele. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. 